0: in the back with Pastor Phil, and we're going to continue on in our our series of who is a kingdom person. Of course, our text tonight is going to be found in Matthew chapter 5. Back in February, I had a message uh, called the characteristics of a kingdom person, and we went through and talked about The characteristics of a kingdom person as told through the Beatitudes. And we know that Christ in Matthew chapter 4 is declaring the kingdom. He is saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he comes and he teaches and he gives the Sermon on the Mount, which is explaining and describing what it is to be in the kingdom of heaven. And so he's going through and talking about the characteristics and the substance, the law. He goes on and continues and talks about justice. He talks about how the kingdom people will rely on God alone. And he continues to say, who is authentic in the kingdom and who is not. So our text today is going to be found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it underneath a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, light, let your light shine before others. So that they may see your good works and give glory To your Father who is in heaven. Jesus is opening up from going from the characteristics, the the attributes of a kingdom person, and saying now there's going to be interaction with you in the world. Notice he says, You are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world. He switches from saying, "Blessed are those Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who are meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who are persecuted." And he's going from there and now he's talking from these people he described and directly talking to them, saying, Now, you, if indeed you are a kingdom person, are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And he moves in to talk about beyond the characteristics to the substance. And so tonight we're going to talk about the substance of a kingdom person. We're going to talk about What it is in your core being to interact, and we're going to talk about the distinctions and the effect. The distinctions of a kingdom person and the effect on the world of a kingdom person. As I said before, Jesus starts before he comes to preach this Sermon on the Mount. He is saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he continues on to describe kingdom people by this Beatitudes, as I mentioned. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This kingdom of heaven was already, but not yet. He was coming and bringing people into the kingdom, but there's still more to come that we can see. But the kingdom of heaven is near. And so Jesus is talking about those who are in the family of God, those who have come to know him are born again, and they are then called to be separate, unique, peculiar people. In John 17, when Jesus is praying to the Father, and he prays for the disciples, and then he prays for the future believers, John 17, 14 through 16, he says this, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of this world. Just as I am not of the world, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So Jesus is praying that his people will not be separated from the world, but in the world. They would, I will, they would be separate in character, in distinction, but they are not going to be removed into isolation. They're going to be in the world. And so this characteristics and interaction with the world is to be like Christ, separate, different, distinct. And so I'd like to start by saying that a kingdom person is distinct. A kingdom person is distinct from the world. And let us go into, back into the text in Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Jumping to 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden. There is a distinction between bland food and something that is being seasoned with salt. There's a distinction between darkness and light. If you're in your room at night, or you wake up in the morning and it's still dark, you wake up before the birds and you turn your lights on, there's a big, dis, big change. Your, light, your eyes have to adjust. There's a difference between light and darkness. Now, Jesus uses these metaphors and he uses senses. He uses so many things that we can understand, even us common people. That we don't have to be intellectual or really high-minded to understand that a kingdom person is to be different from the world. Salt itself is unique. It's not like anything else. And salt, and it's interesting how he uses, he says, If salt has lost its taste, how should its saltiness be restored? Salt is a very simple chemical compound and it is unique that it tastes like salt, nothing else tastes like salt and it is it is used for many things it's used for pers- uh, preservation, it's used for seasoning and what is interesting as I was studying this is that in the production of salt, there in using evaporating, uh, evaporation of water, if something is not done correctly, you can end up with impurities or byproducts of the sodium in the chloride. You can end up with caustic soda, or you can end up with chlorine. And neither one of those do you want in your food. So there is an important realization here that the salt in the production in the in the harvesting of salt it is to be true it is to be pure and without impurities. And so a kingdom person is distinct because there is a product they are a product of true change. that a kingdom person if made into salt, will be unlike anything else. Mrs. Dash is not much of a substitute for true salt. And so when you put salt into a food, or you're lacking salt, you can definitely tell there's a need. So Jesus is using this simple thing that people would know that salt, at the height of of Jesus' time, It was used as currency, and it was used as something that everybody needed for preserving food, for preserving uh, other things, and and also to cure, uh, to help with wounds, and to season food. And so if salt, or if a Christian, let's say this, if a kingdom person has lost its, his characteristics of a kingdom citizen, what good would he be? And same with light, that light is a very contra- contrasting to darkness. That when you see light, even from very far away, if you see a city on a hill, there's light. And you can you, you understand that there's something there. And so when he is saying that you are the light of the world, there is a contrast of the world. Just as he prayed in the high priestly prayer, he said that I pray that you do not take them out of the world, but keep them separated from the world, keep them different from the world, that we're to follow Christ and we're to, be like him. And notice in John chapter 1 it's saying that Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. And so how can we too be the light of the world? Jesus is using this to say that you are to be a reflection of of his character, that he is the firstborn of many, and that if you are a kingdom person indeed, you will be reflecting his light, which is his truth, his love. So a kingdom person is distinct because they re- have a reflection of Christ. Now, moving into this idea of being uh, contrasting from the world, we understand that we can't be separated from the world. We can't look like the priests in the Good Samaritan story, that we want to stay away from filthy, unclean people. But in fact, that there is an interaction with the world who is against God. That we every day will be interacting with people who are enemies of God. But we once too, we once were also enemies of God until his grace changed us to be salts of the earth, light of the world. So we are to be seasoned, were to be affecting the world. And so what good would would salt be if it is stuck in your salt shaker? Would your food be seasoned if it is just left alone in its salt shaker? But instead it would have to be poured out into the world to make a difference. And so Part of this is also saying that we need to have our reflection of Christ be known. You do not have a lamp and keep it underneath a basket as he says in chapter verse 15 nor do people light a lamp and put it underneath a basket but instead they put it on a stand before others so that it could be seen, that it could bring light, bring enlightenment. And in this world that we are living in, a lot of people think that they're enlightened and they have knowledge. They have man's tradition and, and empty philosophies. They have all sorts of knowledge, but they do not know the truth, who is Jesus Christ. And so we're to be cities on a hill. We're set on a hill and we cannot be hidden. Paul said in the beginning of his letters, or his letter to the Romans, the church of Rome, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That if you didn't, and he continues in his letter to Timothy, that if you deny God, he will deny you. Christ said that if you deny me in front of men I will deny you in front of my father. So we are not to hide our light. We're not to go into the world and have somebody not even know that we're followers of Christ. If we're kingdom citizens we're to have that be known among the men and women that we interact with. And part of this is speaking the word. Christ said in his high priestly prayer, I have given them the word. And so we have this word which is distinct, and it is different from the world. The world is about science or knowledge, and it's evolution. The earth is rotting away due to sin. But when we come in as salt of the earth, we interact and we can have an effect on those who we see. We have an effect on the people around us. That if you go to someone, or you go to, I've, I worked at a shop where most shop language is quite vulgar. And they listen to all sorts of rock and roll and, and there's no real etiquette working at a shop. But when they knew that I was a Christian, they would swear or, or say something. They would say the Lord's name in vain, but then they would apologize to me. And I wondered, well, why, why would they do that? It's because I was being salt and that it was affecting them. They were, say, they were understanding and no, knowing that this isn't right. So a kingdom person affects their surroundings. That the salt of the earth that is distinct, that brings seasoning, it brings persevering, it, the salt comes and affects those around him. The seasoning is also bringing life and bringing the words of life to people. How can they hear if no one is sent? So Christ has sent his kingdom people to go out and declare the truth of the kingdom. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, should be our call. We should go out and speak of how God has loved us. So a kingdom person preserves or seasons those around them. There's a distinct difference when it comes to speaking of their consciousness or the conscience or speaking of what they believe in, what they stand in and when we go forward and we say well I will not do that because it is against my conscience or I cannot do that because it would be offending my God we're standing firm and being that salt of the earth we're to also go in and everywhere that we have interaction with in the world whether we have influence in our workplace or in government or anything like that we're to do justice and love mercy and so standing up for the ones who are vulnerable caring for those who are in need this is all being part of being salt of the earth and being the light of the world. Notice that he is, we affect those around us. We speak the truth from God. When we know something is, is wrong, we bring up the truth of Scripture. And we will be hated for it. Christ knows that. And earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And they persecuted Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was obedient, he was humbled, and it was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. That he was Killed by his own people, that he was persecuted for the truth that he brought. And so there is going to be controversy in bringing forth the truth. But we are to speak the truth in love for the purpose of bringing glory to the Father. And so we are to have acts of love for the glory of God. Notice here in verse 16. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may, they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We're to go forward and do good works. When you see somebody who is hungry, you feed them. When somebody is naked, you clothe them. When someone is in need, You give what you can. You find somebody that is sad, and you comfort them. When somebody is in prison, you visit them. Just all of these things that Jesus talked about in Matthew 25, when he separated the sheep and the goats, the kingdom people from the people who are citizens of this earth. If you're a citizen of heaven, you would be doing kingdom things. And kingdom things is caring and loving for people. For the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. For God is love. And so being set on a hill you're to let your light shine knowing that God who loved you by giving you everlasting life who cares for you provides for your needs, he is the God who will also do that for others that seek him. So go forward knowing that God has had mercy on you and have mercy on others. And so these acts of love are not done out of duty, but instead they're done out of love and out of a compassion knowing that you were shown mercy blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy and so this kingdom person who is truly changed who is truly made into salt who is truly light not just a dim reflection but a reflection of Christ this person will have an effect on their surroundings they will not be hiding the truth that is in them they will not be ashamed of Christ Jesus they will not let the world cause them to shrink down and and not speak of the truth you will stand up for those who are in need Stand up for Christ in the truth. And you will not, not deny him because he is your king, he is your Lord. And so we must let our light shine before others that they may see our good works. Now later on in this Sermon on the Mount, in chapter 6, Jesus will be talking about doing your works in front of others to be seen by them. Matthew 6, 1 says, Be careful for practicing your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them, for that will be your only reward. But when you do something in secret, your Father in heaven will see it and give you a reward in heaven. And so it's not about boasting of what we have done, not boasting about, look at what I can do, but instead it is so that people can look and say, He has a king that I must glorify that whoever whatever's different about this person I want to know where does this man come from where does this person come from that they would be so different from the world that they're not selfish that they're not self-seeking but instead they're out to do good works in Ephesians 2:10 Paul talks about how we are Christ's workmanship Created in Christ Jesus to do good works that were set set before us ahead of time, and so God has a plan for us. God has an itinerary of good works for us to do, and so we must walk in them and seek them out. That by being a kingdom person, we're to be distinct and different from the world. We're to be peculiar, and we're not to be idle. We're not to be hidden or away. We're not to go out like a Franciscan monk into some cave and think that you're doing some great work for God by writing something and not interacting with the world. Jesus' great commission that we read in Matthew 28 says, Go ye therefore, go therefore and teach the nations. bringing." The gospel out to the nations teaching them about that and baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and that he would be with us until the end of the age and so we're commanded to go out and speak of this kingdom we're ambassadors and messengers of this kingdom that we're a part of and so we must be different in our habits in our tastes in our mind If we were taken out and put into one of those criminal, um, I'm not sure if they really do this, and I know I've seen it on TV, but I'm not sure if they do this in real life, maybe. But when they line up a whole bunch of people, and they'll say, well, which one of these people are a kingdom person? And of course, you would read their rap sheet. They would see, well, let's see what about, you know, where what they have done, what did they do, what are their habits, what are their lifestyles. And if there's no real distinction, and the only distinction would be that maybe you go to church every once in a while, or occasionally you read a devotional, that's not really being a kingdom person. But instead, being a kingdom person is being truly changed inside. It is having your habits change, that what you do how you interact, how you speak is different than the world. And that your taste, your desires are not for the things that are temporary, not for the things that are going to pass away, but instead for the things that will be eternal, the things of heaven. Set your affections on things above. We're to look for the things that are of God and of the kingdom. In our mind or in our thoughts, we're not to think about things of this world like money, as we'll get into later on, but we're to think about our riches in heaven, the glory of God, that we will be face-to-face with him one day and that we will be rid of this world of sin. But until then, we're called to be salt and light we're called to be peculiar. We're called to have a heart of love. We're called to make a difference. And so it's not so much that we can just go around thinking we can be indifferent or say, well, this person, you know, they, they don't know God and I'm not going to bother with them. But instead we're called to be a light to shine into that darkness. Jesus said that darkness hates the light because their deeds are evil. They don't want to be exposed to what they do. And so when you go through with your characteristics, when you are exhibiting these beatitudes, and you're exhibiting Christ-like nature, you're going to bring out things in people's lives. And they're going to start feeling guilty or feeling like maybe you're just being judgmental. But instead, just don't be discouraged. Know that you're being the salt of the earth. Now, we're not to point out things without checking our own eyes, as we'll see in Matthew chapter 7. But we're to just be like Christ. And that light itself will reveal the need for Christ. But we're also to speak the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we must preach the gospel. We must go forward and be the kingdom people, be ambassadors, be flag bearers saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. That Christ will come again and judge the living and the dead. So come and praise his name now. Willingly come and say, Jesus is Lord, and praise his name. That he might be your king, and that you will not be following no longer the power of the prince of the air, but instead we're to seek out that we could become kingdom people. And so the substance of a kingdom person is being like Christ and reflecting Christ. Now in modern evangelical Christianity you often hear things like be Jesus to somebody else and, and I really don't understand that um, truly because no one can die as a propitiation for somebody else's sins. There's only one perfect lamb of God and that was Jesus Christ. But we, what we can do be reflections of his light, reflections of his love, that we can be the seasoning of the world to this bland, bitter world that is full of sin. So we're called to be distinct. We're called to affect the world. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you that you have come to bring your kingdom here, that we can look to you as our King that you would change the true substance of a person that they would be so different from the world that they would make a difference that they would bring pers- bring preservation they would bring seasoning they would bring shedding light of the truth unto the darkness Lord let us not be ashamed let us not hide our light but instead let us go forward shining the love of Christ. Let us truly look to ourselves to see if we indeed are salt. Otherwise we'll be trampled underneath the feet. Lord, I pray that you would put it in us to speak to those around us, to be bold and courageous, that we would not have a spirit of timidity, but instead, be bold and that we would go forward speaking your word, that others may come to know you. I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thank you.